Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Already His Workmanship podcast. Um, last week, we weren't able to meet. Uh, just we're all working and everything didn't line up. And then this week, uh, Logan's on vacation, so it's going to be Dell and I. Uh, good morning, Dell. Good morning. Happy Friday. So um, this week, we're going to continue our series uh walking through the 12 steps and we're still on spiritual inventory and this week is a fear of authority figures so uh for those of us who grew up in households um that had a lot of dysfunction especially uh parents who had unrealistic expectations of them um we often end up getting this fear of authority figures right because we cannot live up to the expectations of our parents um there's just a lot of stuff to unpackage there right so um like see my parents and the divorces and all the other people that were there um you know and the dysfunction in my family and the addictions and all that stuff and the cycling around the person who's the addict and to this all this dysfunction there's always unrealistic expectations in my family um it could be you know vacuuming for chores and vacuuming first thing in the morning and then walking across the carpet and so the carpet doesn't have the lines of the vacuum all going the same way anymore so therefore i didn't vacuum the carpet and you know that or just a whole slew of other things that were like really, really unrealistic thoughts and expectations. Like there's just so many of them, right. That uh, I could list. Uh, the carpet thing was one that just popped my mind cause it was just crazy. Right. So I would actually have to wait to vacuum all day long until just before people got home so that the carpet was perfectly all going together and had to walk backwards to make sure that there wasn't any like walking prints on the carpet in the house for it to be apparent that I had done the chore. Uh, so um, the, the, those are just some of the things that were unrealistic. That was like just the, the smallest thing that I popped in my head of unrealistic expectations, but there's this fear underneath there, right? Like I want to get the approval of my parents uh, to know that I'm okay and anchored in the world. And I ended up getting this fear that that's never going to happen. And then I kept on transferring that fear because I wanted that approval so bad. I was afraid of everybody. So every boss I've ever had, for the most part, all these things, I was always like constantly motivated by this fear of this authority figure in my life. Um, that spiritual dysfunction really shows up a lot in my spiritual journeys for a long time with church. Uh, you know having a spiritual authority over me and then like just being full of fear of that person and, and not wanting to even have spiritual authority of me because it was like so terrible of an experience, but it was all based in fear mostly. Right. But it was also based on the fact that, you know, I had this pattern that we, that I was established as a child. And one of the things I learned in therapy and in classes and all this stuff was that we tend to go pick the same people to be around that we grew up with. And so in my spiritual life, I tended to pick the same people um, that weren't the best leaders, that weren't the best people for me, um, and then gave over that like 
like authority over to them and then was like totally afraid of them all the time and just wanted to please them and it led to a lot of unhealth for me for a long time it wasn't until i got into the rooms of recovery and had a sponsor and some close friends and like you know they were like you know just you know we want to know the real todd we don't care about all those performative stuff we don't care about any of these other things we just want to have a real relationship with you and uh, like that relentless love and care uh, just broke down all those walls I had and all that fear I had around authority figures. I think God just kept putting me in like places, especially at work, where I had um, dysfunctional bosses and authority figures over me until I could handle the situations, right? So I think I've told the story on the podcast before about the, the boss who I had uh, in one of my sales positions when I was in retail sales that I uh, was really angry and like, um, like would threaten to fire everybody and be like inches away from their face and yelling at them and like kick holes in walls and just all kinds of crazy stuff. Right. And, um, I spent most of my time working under him, like walking around, just praying all day long. Like I cannot handle this situation. God, I need you to handle it for me. Cause I was like, so afraid of the anger so afraid of the authority so afraid of the power he had over my life and you know his coaching of me for that entire time was like you know if you don't hit your quota um i'm gonna put you on a personal improvement plan and fire you next month right that that's was coaching the entire time and meanwhile like i'm always performing in the top few people but i started performing in the top few people because i was so afraid it wasn't because i was so inspired um and it just took a long time before i got to the point where you know i was like just kind of out of that right and uh had a series of events happen where i finally was just like not affected by it right and uh it culminated one day i walked on the floor and i saw some people in the back of the building you know the first people i walked in the door the door kind of looked towards the back and saw these people in the back not getting helped so i like went over there to check on them and at the same time my boss was looking towards the front of the store as i came in and saw people coming in the door uh didn't like that i didn't like immediately like run up to the people that just walked in the door to greet them uh and i'm like meanwhile i'm like deep into a sale converse, conversing with these people and like i finally get a chance to talk to him because i need him like to approve stuff the I don't know. I had to go check like an inventory. And while I'm checking an inventory, uh, he comes and tells me like, you know, you didn't go greet those people. Go home now if you have that kind of attitude. Right? Well, I didn't see if he said that, that kind of attitude. Just go home now. And I was just like, go home. I just continued to help the people I was helping, made the sale. And at the end of it, he's like, why didn't you go home? And I'm like, I just wanted to make the sale. And he's like, that's the kind of attitude I need from you. Right? <laughs> and it's I probably said that story a thousand times now, but um, that that's for me when that fear of authority really started to break um, there. Um, but, but my kind of thoughts on that are just like, um, you know, what what what's the deal with it? Why was I there? So, um, you know, the things that came up for me are I had a fear of rejection. I took things personally. Um, I would get really arrogant at, at times because I wanted to try to perform well. Even in telling that story, I had to throw in the piece of defense in there that 
I was always in the top three in sales, right? I had to, I still had to defend myself when I tell that story. Um, I compare myself to others. Once again, I did that in that story. I had to compare myself to the rest of my team. Um, react rather than act, feel inadequate. Um, so those are all the things that, that come up, right? And um, I start doing the approval seeking again when I get anchored into that fear uh, of authority people. So uh, th that's kind of the baseline thing that, that, that I wanted to talk about. Um, Del, I kind of wanted to ask you how you felt about this. I think some of the things that you've told me in the past about your life um, really fits this topic well. So, <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. In fact, I think uh, we talk about fear, you know, in the modern day, you know, and I, I say it over and over. It's, you know, when I first started recovery and someone was to say, you know, oh, you have fear. And, you know, I would, was such denial about fearing anything, right? Because I'm a big, strong, tough man, right? And didn't really quite understand fear, how it affects me and things of that nature. But if you have my attribute, which is a very large ego, very self-righteous, um, and always wanting to be the best or just not even be the best, but just wanting the approval of others, right? I could do something crummy, but if there was someone who I was seeking that approval said, good job. And, you know, I'd be right there. Right. And I, I really think it, this behavior and the seeking approval started early in my youth. And it's something that, you know, I le learned um, to, you know, be different with my own kids, but, you know, just some concrete examples for me, I were, you know, played athletics and I would win an award. And I remember a couple seasons, you know, my dad would say, wow, you won that award. Are these people watching the same game that I am? Right. And I just remember that hurting a lot um, growing up and just wanting that approval of, Hey, good job, kid. Things like that. Um, I've allowed that, or I did allow that, to go into my personal life um, in in a couple ways, right? Uh, you know, we're all in sales here, and we have these numbers pinned to our forehead, and we want the boss's approval on everything, and every sales call I go on or participate in it's just got to be the best got to knock it out of the park got to have that approval right and it's really just a fact of chasing my tail and you know prior to getting on the call right now i did a mock sales call with the product and today i have to get feedback on it and you know my initial reaction is well you know i've been doing this for 20 years i know how to sell who is anyone else to critique me right and so you just get in these mental prisons so um I, you know, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to bite my tongue. Yes, yes, yes. And get off the call and we'll be fine. And we'll, we'll move on. Um, so, you know, the seeking of approval is based on the fear that I have of not being accepted, of not, you know, meeting expectations and things like that. I say that the one thing that I've done personally with my kids and their athletics and everything I've never said anything after a game, never said anything to my kids except one simple sentence. And I just tell them, I love to watch you play. And I do not say you should have done this. You should have done that. 
Um, you know, I, I tell them, I think they're terrific. I'm proud of them. And one thing I read an article one time, that really helped me was just, you know, I need to pretend when your kids are out performing, anything like that, I need to pretend I'm their grandparent because the grandparents don't care how they perform. The grandparents just want to see how cute they look in the uniform and hug them and things like that. So um, I, you know, I'm trying to guide them to not have that fear and seeking approval and, and, and things of that nature, but it, it's really hard. And I'm in just like you, your retail store example in sales, it's, there's a lot of dysfunctional people in sales. Right. And so you just got to make sure that you're just going to do your best, be content in your contributions and, you know, you're going to take some darts and I'll take some darts today. And I'm just going to, you know, got to put the duck feathers on, let the water roll off and, and move on. So hopefully that's a decent summary of how things stemmed and the fear of approval in my life. Yeah. You know, and this podcast is funny because uh, when I prep for it, when I start talking here with you and Logan, um, <laughs> I always end up covering something in my life that I need to work on. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So uh a friend of mine had pointed out like hey like you know you don't need to defend yourself around me like that that's that doesn't there's no need to do that right like uh that that you know there's just there's, there's no value in doing that and i was like oh man do i do that all the time and then we're talking about this so i'm like i tell a story i've told a thousand times and realize like oh like half the story is defending myself in this situation yeah. right um like you know it's like i have to show that i'm like self-righteous in some way in, in the story i have to defend myself and i just realized all of a sudden like oh my gosh there's this layer here um in in spirituality where um even though i've been relieved of the fear of authority figures like i'm not afraid of them anymore in my mm -hmm. life um there's formative things that were habits i had because of my fear are still there right so i'm still doing them i'm still uh trying to defend myself or trying to decision i defend a decision i made or or any of that stuff right and um rather than uh, just moving on and, and doing uh things and not getting into like mean to defend myself right um it's just weird how some of the things that are uh part of stuff even after we've dealt with the underlying issue the behavior is still there and i like just like oh my gosh there's like another thing i have to go work on right like i'm so long into this process of working the steps and living this like lifestyle of honesty and evaluating myself all the time. And um, I'm continually astonished how much more stuff there is and how much more stuff gets revealed to me as I gain maturity to, to see it and to work on it. So um, I'm thankful for the people that are listening and doing this because, Hey, it gives me an opportunity to continue to improve myself. Um, every week we do this. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, and and ahead. just to add on to that, Todd, I think one of the things is um, men men need to talk and we need to share, 
right? And yeah. understanding that that's not a sign of weakness was the key to recovery. When I moved my life from drinking at a bar with someone to 2 a.m. to coffee at 6.37 in the morning and just grasping the fact that we need to share our feelings, we need to talk, and then we peel back that onion and at the end of the day we're all just incredibly flawed right and by sharing yeah. our flaws by sharing our experience it just really helps out yeah um and having and it's um it's about gaining capacity to be the the men we're supposed to be and take our place where we're supposed to and be like just who god built us to be right and um and then those conversations they just sharpen me all the time and so i can be like if i'm not defending myself all the time i can be more loving right i don't like i don't have to defend a position that i or a thought i had with my wife i can actually be loving with her i don't have to um get stuck into i thought this way with my kids i can just love on them right i i can do a lot of other things if i'm not busy defending myself or defending my thoughts or defending who i am um it's a like man i'm gonna have to go dig into that uh just to, to really kind of process that one for me um as i think about the fear of authority figures and how it relates to my fourth step and spiritual inventory. Um, you know, as I did my fourth step, that came up over and over and over again as these uh, over and over again, my broken relationships with people that had authority in my life in some way, a boss, a former boss, um, uh, my dad, my stepdad, my mom, my stepmom, uh, you know, teachers. Like that, there's a lot of these things that, that I had on there, and they're all in that authority thing. Um, but looking back on some of those, like you know, things I had anger and resentment over, um, a lot of that was bred in just like the the fear portion of it, right? Like my behavior, and it was driven by fear. And so, even if this person had been acting perfectly, I still couldn't have received what they were trying to give me because I was so full of uh, fear of them that, that I couldn't hear what they were having to say, right? Um, one of the things conceptually that uh, I'll come back to in the fear of authority figures is like, there's one only one authority figure that's worthy of fear for me, and that's Jesus, right? Just because he's, you know, the son of God and all-powerful, He's also the only one worthy of that powerful emotion, right? And he's not going to, um, that fear of him isn't going to get misused. It will actually just be taken and cared for in a way that is honoring and loving and building me up, right? Rather than it being something different, right? So um, that's how I'm starting to conceptualize fear of authority people, right? Is like, yeah, and then there's, nobody really worthy of it except for this person who's not actually going to harm me at all um, or judge me. You know, he died for me before, like I believed in him. So uh, there's going to be that whole portion of stuff that's taken to the side. Um, 
I mean, yeah. So um, I'm going to have to take away stuff out of here. So I know I said that like three or four times so far in the podcast, but it's one of those big, big ones for me all of a sudden there. So, um, so as you kind of did your uh, four step, did you realize that there was this fear coming up for you? Uh, or is it something that has become more evident as you've been sober longer, Adele? Um, it, you know, I, I could not have gotten to the peace that I have today in my daily life without understanding that. And, you know, I've told the story over and over where it's that fear and seeking approval, fearing that the person behind me in a two lane road that I was going too slow and you know, someone I didn't even know, I felt like I needed to speed up, right, for them, and I got the ticket. So um, that was when I had never even, I think I was probably six six months sober at the time. Um, but when you said to me, hey, I, you got a real deep-rooted issues that you got to figure out with respect to seeking approval, right? And you know, the tough guy, egotistical me was like, what are you talking about? I don't fear. I don't care what anyone thinks. Well, you know what I do and my behaviors show it. And really what it comes down to is how do I cope with the fear of approval? How do I cope with the fear, fear of authority? Well, what I used to do was drink, right? Numb myself from those feelings. What I do now is I turn to things higher than ourselves, higher than anyone that I interact with and understand that the people's opinions are just that. Their opinions, we all have them, right? And we know that saying. So as long as I'm focused in and zeroing in on, on the fact that, that, you know, the, the people that I'm interacting, they have no right to judge me and, and whatever they say or how they judge me. I just need to duck feather that and let it slide right off like raindrops. Right. Mm. So that's really what, you know, led me down this path was understanding that understanding that it's okay to talk about the fears. It's okay to talk to other men and it's okay to, um, to share your feelings. That said, what I've noticed in my life is how many people feel so comfortable coming to me now and sharing feelings about how imperfect we are, how yeah. we all fear and all of those. So it's been a nice change in my life, but I could never, if I didn't have that epiphany and i never would have been able to stay in recovery to the, to the way that I am today. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, I learned, like, how to, like, stop drinking and, and stop abusing other addictive things uh, a long time ago um, to, to deal with everything, right? Um, but But I never stopped, like, that base part of me that was defending myself all the time. Um, that that's one I, I I'm gonna have to dig into. Like, like why was I still doing that? It's not really a fear. It feels like just a habit, like something I was unconsciously doing almost. It was just instantaneous all the time. Um, and everything I did, 
Um, I know a huge chunk of that is the sales culture I've been in in the past 10 years, right? Um, this is, uh, there's definitely a portion of that culture that is, um, if you're not continuously defending yourself, then um, you're not doing well enough. Uh, but even there, some of that thought process and defending myself um, probably harmed my career. Um, I can think of three or four instances where I felt like I needed to defend myself and I, and I harmed my career, but that's okay. Like, you know, God was in control of everything, not me. Um, you know, I wouldn't be doing this podcast or a bunch of other amazing things in my life if I had not taken the decisions down the roads I did. Right. Um, and so, so I'm comfortable with those. I don't want to reset the past, but at the same time, you know, I start to take responsibility for it. And I can clearly see four or five different times where that attitude and defending of myself really harmed me within an organization or within relationships. Um, that's okay. Uh, that's fine. Like, you know, um, God's still always going to take care of me. Um, one of the other things uh, I um was thinking of um was like the flip side of this right um and the flip side of this is um how do i lead well so i don't breed the fear of authority into others right how am i a good father uh how am i a good husband how am i a good leader within the work i do um, how am I a good teacher when I get a chance to teach at recovery meetings? How do I go about doing that well so that I don't um, just breed more of what was bred into me, right? Um, and it's hard, right? Because, you know, I have, you know, I have the disappointed dad look, right? Like, I just know I do. Like, if I get disappointed, like, like my, I think, you know, one son in particular, like, really hates it. Hates it. It's like, like, it's so much worse to see the disappointed look than it is anything else, right? Um, and I have to be super careful with that because uh, it's not fair to them. It's not fair to them to receive that, that burden of, of disappointment and, and those things. So, um, you know, I, I think some of the stuff in your story, Dells, is really important in how you decided to, to do things right. Um, uh, you've taken that, uh, thing you went through and changed it into something good in your life. So, yeah. Yep. Um, um, in particular with how you're doing with your kids and everything, right? Um, uh, so it's super cool that you're doing it that way. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and that's one of the things for me that is, is super important, right? Is, um, doing that well, not like, you know, a couple of weeks ago I shared the, um, uh the verse about wiping the sneer off my own face and i might be worthy to serve 
the per- person I'm with, right? And the person who's hurting beside me. And that's why I come back to in this, like, this portion of everything is um, don't let the my fear of authority figures and how that drove so much of my life make sure that as I move forward in my life that I'm capable of leading better and doing better for others um, there. So, um, you know, and you're really, really good, Dell, at how you converse with those out there that are still addicts in your life. Um, I'm really impressed at how you do that in a, in a really, really good way. Um, uh, I'd like you to talk about that a little bit, about how you approach some of those things and other people and trying to give away what, what, what you have now. Yeah. I mean, the first thing is you're, I always look at it as they're coming to me and what they're going to present to me is a, it's, it's an external stimuli, right? It comes into me, their words, whatever it might be. And I just make sure it's eye to eye or just make sure that they know I'm listening. Um, the second thing I always do is, and then I align, you know, Hey Todd, I understand exactly how you feel and, and just kind of reveal parts of my life just to let them open my wounds up and say, Hey, you know, I, I know exactly how you feel. Um, in fact, I've also been in that situation and it's really hard, right? Because what people don't want, they don't want to be talked at. They don't want sentences that start with you need to, right? And that's yeah. only in the dire moments when they're not listening, you know? So it's just listen, align, and then respond. And, and, and the response has to be love. It has to be caring. It has to say, I understand. And I'm going through this and I have similar struggles. What will never help me is drinking, what will yeah. never help me is medicating in pursuit of an altered state. Right. And so yeah. as long as I convey that back to them um, with love, um, you know, it's, it's hard because you don't think much, you just do these things and you care for people and you love them. And, you know, I just got another text message a couple days ago on an, on another birthday of sobriety and thanking me and, you know, and, um, it just for being there for them and just for not just making them feel important, um, listening, lining, responding, explaining to them that, I, you know, I'm incredibly flawed and there's a path to sobriety and changing your coping me- mechanisms and, and things like that. But I think if you just understand what I try to do, not perfect, perfectly imperfect, perfectly imperfect, just you know, just be there and, and listen, align and respond and, and let them understand that I'm not, I'm not here to talk it to you. I can't make you do anything. I'm just here to listen and, and share my parallel experience with you. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that I'm hoping and praying is at the heart of this podcast in particular is um, we've walked down this road and it led to a pathway to peace for us, right? And then this pathway restored us to sanity and gave us more uh, than we could ever possibly have imagined, right? Um, but it's just the pathway that God took us down. And um, 
I hope and pray that if you pass our paths cross, um, that you can uh, follow that 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 the path is one that works for you and you can follow after. But it's it's not something that is this authoritarian. You will work the path. It's only this path, right? Um, I don't think that's really true. Um, I think that there are many paths. This is just the one that God led us down. Um, I have seen it work with hundreds and hundreds of other people. Um, but at the same time, I'm not here to judge that that it's the right path for everybody or it's the right path for you. Like, I don't think that there's value in that anymore. Uh, and um, I, I don't want it to come across as like me defending my decisions to do this. Um, but I am passionate about it because I've seen so many people get restored from working this path, right? And um, that I just pray that the right ears hear the right things um, before this, that, that, that our paths cross because this is a path that's going to work for you. And if that's all not the case, I pray that while our paths are running together, that you get the encouragement you need. To continue to have uh, a restored, amazing life, right? That's that's my earnest prayer um, in this entire kind of adventure. Um, yeah. So uh, my big takeaway from today is to stop doing habits that came from uh, being, you know, motivated by fear of authority figures. Um, and even if you've been doing this for a really long time, you're just going to keep on finding stuff. I hope that you hear that too, because that keeps on happening for me. It's happened like five, six, seven times so far in the uh, podcast we've done. So you have a takeaway for everybody, Dell? I think uh, just my takeaway is with the fear is, is the most powerful yet vulnerable words. And I tell this to my family all the time is I wouldn't, I don't even know where I'd be if I wasn't able to just realize that I need help. And when you mm. tell another person those words, subconsciously, they just get there. We are embedded within us to help others and love others. And although it's vulnerable, I need help. It, I would not be, able to maintain my sobriety and live the way that I am if I didn't, you know, nearly six years ago, understand and say, you know, I need help because right then and there, you're just, it's, it's amazing what happens when you present that out. And, and that's really the takeaway. Like if you're struggling or anything, there's people out there, if you look them in the eyes and you say, I need help, although it's vulnerable, although it's scary. <laughs> um, it's just amazing what happens. And I just try to emphasize that to my family here. You know, if you tell me or ask me to do something, that's one thing. But if you look at me and say, I need help, it's just, you know, Superman cape, what do you need? Right. I would love to help. And and that's really my, my takeaway um, with this right here. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking the same thing, man. Like, 
You know, when I'm not afraid of authority figures, when I'm in my best place, um, I'll look at situations and I'll be like, oh, I, I have to, I, I either I can't do something or I need to ask for help for it, right? And, and that's like a super important thing for me. Like I don't have to do it all on my own. And when I ask for help, um, it always shows up. So um, that's a super big deal um in this entire process right so um yep. i feel a little rambly today because uh like sometimes when i get a deep revel revelation i'm like oh my gosh i need to spend like eight hours walking alone to be able to like process that whole thing so th this will be one of those ones that sticks with me for weeks because it was like a deep thing so uh that's yep. one of the one of the things i want to encourage everybody that's listening to you know, just listen at your own pace. There's not a, there's not a speed record going through this stuff, right? If you need to go back through and listen to the same episode 10 times to be able to make the process through it and it takes you a while, that's fine. It takes what it takes, right? And um, we're always going to have these deep revelations as we go through things. So, um, and that's okay. Just, you know, keep on doing the work, right? And uh, amazing things are going to happen. So. Um, did you want to pray us out today or would you like me to pray us out today, Dell? You got us today. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing us to have these conversations. Thank you so much for digging through the depths of our hearts and helping us root out the things that aren't of you. Um, help us face our fears. Help us uh, break habits that are harmful to us. Uh, help us just be the men that we need to be in the world and help us bring your light and your hope into the lives of those around us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Dell. You have a wonderful week. Thank you. Happy Friday.